Okay, so today marked the beginning of the trial for Officer Chauvin. And Officer Chauvin being the police officer that kneeled on George Floyd's neck for nearly 10 minutes, um, causing his death. Uh, and that's not just my word, that's what the chief medical examiner I think his name is Mr. Baker. Uh, that was his conclusion. Now, the defense has an interesting argument. And to be fair, there's really not much for them to say, right? Because we all know what we saw when we watched the video. Anyone that watches the video knows what they're witnessing. They're witnessing a murder. <laughs> They're witnessing a man squeezing the life out of another man. So what are you going to say? What is going to be your defense? Well, the defense is that Mr. Floyd had some health issues and there were some drugs in his system. Okay. So it was just a coincidence that Officer Chauvin had his knee pressed against Mr. Floyd's neck when he passed out and died. That was just coincidence, right? It wasn't, it wasn't an actual or proximate cause of his death. It was just simply coincidence. It's amazing how that happens, right? And again, to be fair, the defense doesn't really have much of an argument to make. What can they say? You literally watch George Floyd die when you watch the video as Officer Chauvin is pressing his knee on his neck. So there's that. Uh, there's also an eyewitness who is apparently some sort of martial arts expert. And the witness says that they were talking to Officer Chauvin saying, hey man, you need to stop that. That's that's a, a blood choke, right? Uh, I guess another word for a chokehold or something. And the witness says that Officer Chauvin, see, he looked up at, at the witness when he said this and acknowledged what he said, but just continued to do it. So again, this is a witness for the prosecution the idea being that Officer Chauvin knew what he was doing, knew, knew that he was doing something that was dangerous, that could potentially cause loss of consciousness, if not loss of death, and continue to do it anyways. All right, so that definitely is going to help with the argument by the prosecution that Officer Chauvin was at the least acting recklessly, right? Reckless endangerment. Uh, there's several charges against Officer Chauvin. I think there's second, third degree murder, as well as manslaughter, I believe. And, you know, this is what prosecutors do, right? This is, uh, you know, when you're a criminal defense attorney, it can be frustrating because you feel like, okay, they're getting multiple bites of the apple, right? You've got to prepare for multiple, uh, you know, multiple opportunities 
for conviction, right? Based on multiple standards of evidence. Um, so, but in this case, you know, who's going to argue with it, right? Because far too often we've seen officers in this position, a situation where an officer is clearly violated the rights of an American citizen and not been held accountable. And especially after the riots over the summer, after this video became public, I think there's little appetite on the part of, you know, the justice um, what would you call it? The justice institution, <laughs> the criminal justice institution, let's say, because look, prosecutors are typically hand in hand with police officers. You know, they, they work together and for not for a prosecutor to get aggressive in the prosecution of a police officer, it's a big deal. And again, I, I think that it's a it's a situation where the evidence is sort of undeniable. No one can deny what happened. You know, you, you may try to skirt around it and say, well, this was a factor and that was a factor. Yeah, okay. So uh he was he was a black man in poor health. Um well most people that are poor and working class are in poor health, right? Most most of those people, particularly people of color, have heart issues, high blood pressure, etc. Right, especially black men. Okay, um, you know, and the drug thing again. Look, if you're you're poor and working class, what are the chances that you're going to have some drugs in your system? You know, that should not be a death sentence. That's not a justification for killing somebody. And it's also, it's hard to buy that as you, you would have to believe that, okay, if, if uh, Officer Chauvin had not kneeled on George Floyd's neck, you're saying that he would have died anyways at that particular time? I, I, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, was that the first time that George Floyd had used drugs? No. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. So, and I think the prosecution knows it. And I think that there's, they don't want a scene because look, if, if this, if Derek Chauvin is acquitted, if he's not held accountable at any level, I mean, you know, what's the reaction going to be to that? So, and I, I don't think it's a matter of, well, you, you can't succumb to mob mentality or mob justice. It's not about that, man. It's about people 
fed up and tired of a certain class of people not being held accountable for their actions. You can say all day till you're blue in the face, not all police officers are bad, okay? Not all people are bad. And even sometimes people do bad things and they're not necessarily bad people. But you know what? When you cause the loss of life of another, of another human being, there should be some accounting for that. Particularly if it's not necessary. I, I, I just, you know, there's, there's got to be accountability. Point blank. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be in this case. I'm very interested to see how these arguments play out over the course of the trial. I think the trial's scheduled to last for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be very interested, as I'm sure everybody else will be too.